Alright, Kuya. Let's do this. 2400 block. Alright, folks. Welcome to the 2400 block, a Johnny Rubes and Company podcast. And for those that are watching on Facebook Live right now, hello. And uh, I got my tag team here with me. I got Christine over there in Oxnard, California. Say hello, Christine. Hi. And I got Dan over there in San Antonio. How you doing, Dan? Oh. All right. We're going to be talking about mental health awareness. Such an interesting topic. And this is the one that Christine uh, handpicked. So let's make the most of it tonight. All right, we're going to be talking tonight about mental health awareness. All right, so so what is mental health awareness, Christine? Tell the folks out there what mental health awareness is. Well, a lot of people have, I wouldn't say problems, but things that, you know, affect their way of life, their days, and it's all in the mentality, like what they're going through, personal issues or even things with family. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's also, you know, hereditary or like a sickness or an illness. And, you know, even regular, they can look regular, just like me. Like you can look at me and be like, oh, she's so pretty. Nothing's wrong with her. But yeah, I have a lot of skeletons in my closet and there's a lot of things that you don't know. And, you know, the way that people behave around me uh, like my kids, you know, um, for example, oh, it's just a normal day. It's mom, you know, she's super mom. So they'll be, you know, whatever, uh, uh-huh. out of control and everything. But, but inside, I'm like dying because there's a lot of things that I'm going through. But for them, I have to keep it, I have to keep it cool, you know, or when I'm at work, no one can know the secrets behind the face, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, hello, sir, how are you? And then they're being like, uh, can we can we curse on here they're being like a dick or something oh go ahead feel free to curse then it's like then it's like uh you know excuse me sir or you have to you know be professional you know be like oh okay you know then because some people just you know they won't know so it's up to you and your close your close-knit group like your parents people who matter your your psychiatrist or whoever you're talking to about it um you know, it's your job to keep it between that and then, you know, I guess, you know, like they say, you know, um, like nothing's wrong with you. Just play it cool. As for me, my help, my help is my emotional support pet. <laughs> this is Nexi. Nice. <laughs> see, hi. hi. <laughs> Hello, Lexi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She and, is um, so adorable. He. Oh, he. Okay. Yeah. Um, my he. friend told me how to check and see if it's a boy or a girl. And what you do is you lift up their tail. Uh-huh. And it's their butt. If it's like, if it's Ooh. crooked or wretched, uh-huh. you know, then it's a, it's a girl. But if it's smooth and round, then it's a boy. And this one's a boy. Okay. <laughs> I guess he's so saying he's a her. boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yes. get it right. <laughs> call me a girl ever again. <laughs> How long, how long you've had uh, uh, your cat? Well, like I said, well, I didn't even say it. Um, he was, uh, there's a cat in the back of our the store that I work at in the Navy Exchange. Uh-huh. And um, he was one of the babies of the stray cat that roams around in the back of the store. So there was like a box of them and there were two left. And so mm-hmm. it was my turn to leave because it was the end of my shift. And there were two cats out there like, Christine, do you want one? And I was like, oh, there's only two left. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not taking one unless someone takes the other one. So my coworker goes, okay, fine, I'll take it. <laughs> so he <laughs> took one and then I took this one. Because mm-hmm. the other one I think was, had, was, uh, I don't know if he was black and white like Nexi was. I think he was more like a gray color. Mm-hmm. Like see the gray that's on Nexi? He was like pure that. Or I don't even know if it was a he. It was probably a she. And I got him. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. <"Me>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You rescued each other. Yes, exactly. That's so we cool. rescued each other. So 
He's like, I didn't rescue you. <laughs> I'll let him go. He wants to go. But um I'm sure he has a lot of stories to tell. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If you knew stories. about mental health awareness, you would hear so much from him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Besides what you hear now. <laughs> Sometimes too, mental health, it can also not just come from, you know, like hereditary, but mm-hmm. like me. I was in a car accident and it, I was in a coma, you know, we know this already, um, for almost three months. And I was taking a lot of medication and there was something wrong with the central nervous system in my brain that affects like the memories and, you know, things like that. I had to restart everything from uh, uh, algebra and I was in uh, statistics in high school. I ended with statistics and that's when I had my car accident. So I had to go back to college, start everything from the very beginning. Like I was a high schooler and um, my emotions and everything were affected by the medication that I was taking because I was taking so much. And to start off with, the psychiatrist that I first had was the wrong one because he didn't really know medicine. My mom said he's now fired because I guess he wasn't prescribing like the right dosage or anything for Uh the medication. Anyway, I was like not really psychotic but I was suicidal and I wouldn't like do something to myself but I would threaten I made a lot of threats and actually I did do something when my when I would go with my dad to pick up my mom from work uh-huh. I would try to open the door and jump out while we were on the interstate oh and my, my dad was like hey what are you doing what are you doing and then he had to get the child locked so we had to get a whole new car when it came to picking up my mom because my dad was scared for his life and you know, knowing all of that now, I feel so bad because I know I put everyone through a whole mess of, of stuff from my car accident to maybe not making it to my behavior now. And I was listening to like Limp Biscuit and cursing all around the house and saying F this, F that and you know, everything like that. And um, that all ties into mental health because if you don't know how to treat it or you don't know how to behave around somebody, it can go it can go a lot of places and that's where i was basically not only that my dog died so i was going through that oh, too. No. and my dog he, my best friend his name is jasper he's a pitbull labrador uh Charpe lab mm-hmm. uh, mix and um he passed away and that was like my best friend ever and so i was like i was just like i was so messed up and you know just realizing everything now you know it was a long journey and I went through a lot and took a lot of people with me. <laughs> and I, I just feel, I feel bad, but in a way, a lot of people also learned from me. So in a way I kind of feel good about it because my mom said, oh, remember that when you were at the hospital, uh, they were saying that you were lifting a lot of spirits up. And so of course, when you're in the hospital, you're just coming from like a head injury or something. So of course you're going to be going through all this mental illness and stuff like that so um i kind of raised their spirits too and it made me feel a little better and kind of not want to kill myself anymore (laughs) so um there's that there's my story (laughs) yeah i mean i don't have any experience firsthand with anything like that but so when you look back at how you were acting back then do you feel like it's something that you weren't in control of. Like if you look back, it's like it was just you, you knew what we, you had to do, but you felt like you couldn't control it. Or you think that that's just what you, all you knew back then? Well, actually, my mom, she said that I was saying a lot of stuff like uh, she said that I was hearing voices that I would say I would hear voice. I was like, I did. She was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you said you would hear voices and they were telling you to do stuff. And I was like, really? I wasn't wow. even aware of it. See, I wasn't aware of that. So wow. I was just like, oh my gosh, that that's really scary. I was like, mm-hmm. she said, I couldn't believe how you were behaving because I know that's not you. I know that wasn't you. And I know it was the psychiatrist who was telling you and all your helpers like, I who you are today like I would I always talk back and I would never do that 
Donald, you remember me back then. I was yeah. shy, right? I was, yeah. I was shy, but my mom said I would always be talkative and I would talk back and I dare talk back. And, you know, coming from a Filipino family, respect, you know? Yeah. Um, but now I have this mouth on me. And my mom said, actually, I'm kind of glad that you do. But now that you know what you're doing, you know, um, you can um, speak up for yourself and you can speak up for others too. And, you know, it's just, it's, I like what how the person you become because now that you can control it, I kind of like that, you know, instead of me being quiet all the time and then you don't know how I'm feeling or something. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah, you seem to be a, a cool person if I could uh if I could go back in, in time here, it was like way back in two thousand three. Yeah, oh you were gosh. I thought you were very you know, you were very outgoing. You might be a little bit soft spoken and a little bit reserved, but you're you're pretty outgoing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, that's probably part of it as well is, you know, you were mentioning, you know, either um, hereditary, you know, that you can get that way or through like, you know, circumstances like your accident, but also, you know, culture can have a big part of it. Like you said, being part of a Filipino culture, we're taught to be reserved, you know, to not express how we feel. And usually for mental health, mental, you know, wellness, you know, sometimes you do need to be able to, to speak that. Because if you keep it bottled up inside, you know, you're only kind of uh, exacerbating that inside yourself. So, you know, culturally, sometimes that could hurt as well. You know, sometimes within a Filipino household, there is that pressure. There is that stress. I mean, I, I know we all seen it in the movies. <laughs> sometimes it goes a little bit too far, but I yeah, mean, I'm sure it has happened in some households, in Filipino households. Yeah. I'm sure we all can relate one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're really not supposed to talk back. You're not supposed to yep. express what you really want. You're supposed to, you know, you know, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a doctor, dad. I want to, I want to be an artist. <laughs> Real bad. Yeah. And you're so disrespectful. No, right. Man, I, I still remember my mom just, just, just continuing to discourage me from, from what, I'm, what I love, my passion mm-hmm. in the arts. And she always keeps saying to me, you will not get anywhere. So of course, it, there is that, that thing where it affects me mentally. And I kind of like just keep thinking, oh, what kind of a disappointment I am to her. Well, I mean, it's it's like I said, it's a cultural barrier. But I mean, yeah. you know, I went through the same thing. You know, it's like you're going to be in the medical field. And that's what I thought I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. and I went to college for it for three and a half years. And it took me that long to find out that's not what I wanted at all. So, you know, I, I did finally I was able to break free from that, you know, that that cultural cultural boundary. Uh-huh. So that helped, you know, and now, you know, being able to work in something that I've always wanted to work in, you know, you know, it took longer than most, you know, being tied down with the Filipino chains, but <laughs> not that it's bad. It sounds like <laughs> making it sound like Filipino parents are just holding their, their kids back, but I mean, right. you know, they, they're just trying to do what's best for them. But, you know, it's, it's hard because they're, you know, we, we were the, you know, basically like a, you know, second generation. So. They, they're, they're trying to to cope with trying to fit in with you know American culture, but also wanting the best for us. So yeah, they're like just just be safe, just you know just take the safe route. And that would that would make a great uh, topic for another episode. Yeah. I think we could probably delve further on that, especially when One it comes second. to I'm living as a Filipino. I'm gonna change the lighting real quick. All right. Sure, sure. <laughs> Feel free to adjust like I am right now. John and I will talk amongst ourselves. Yeah, do you want some <laughs> chocolate ice cream, Dan? <laughs> chocolate ice cream? Wow, that solves everything. Exactly. I'm trying to get some Actually, more. You know, scientifically, it helps. You know, chocolate it uh, releases endorphins in your brain. You know, really? Stimulates the same the same center of sexual satisfaction <laughs> in your brain, so it kind of makes you happy. So that's why actually chocolate does help. Mm, did, did you catch that, Christine? Is that better? You may have to. You may have to go back then and tell her since you mentioned it to me. I think we're talking no, about just saying chocolate ice cream. Yeah, and I just said chocolate in general helps with your emotion, with your mood. It does make you happier. Releases endorphins in your brain. I'm sure somebody will tear apart exactly what I'm saying. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> no wonder he didn't make it in the medical field. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I'm a big proponent for chocolate ice cream. As you can see. <laughs> <laughs> Way too many there, Dan. 
Yeah, yesterday, I mean, the other day I had a mango pomegranate. I'm still continuing to eat that ice cream. It's actually, mm. a, I think, a sherbet or something like that. Yeah. Mm. It's really good. And that, you know, that ties it to mental you know, health. It's like, you know, do things that, you know, outlets that you can enjoy that are nice and safe. Don't, yeah. don't uh, you know, I mean, you know, in moderation, of course, you know, to where it's healthy. But, you know, don't uh, keep yourself from, from enjoying things in life. Yeah. That, that's part of keeping yourself mentally healthy. All right. And for those that listened to the previous episode, I've, I've had uh, my episode uh, last week. Uh, that's depression, of course. And it was hard to deal with. It was, I mean, it was just like just hitting me left and right. I mean, I've been sometimes feeling the headaches because I'm just overanalyzing or overthinking. And then later on, it just takes me all the way back to the past and, and the disappointments I've faced. And man, it just, it just, uh, pretty much made my week bad uh but i've overcome uh, especially this week i went to the park it makes a big difference to go to the park you know breathe all that fresh air take that chance at, at walking get some vitamin c shining up on your face you know <laughs> vitamin d <laughs> yeah vitamin d okay yeah, yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for correcting me <laughs> well um, i think there's vitamin c in that too yeah a little bit of everything the whole periodic table of elements is somewhere around us oh yeah <laughs> yeah but i felt great this week i mean i feel more upbeat more confident more livelier uh good good i'm glad to hear it i mean even that uh that episode uh from last week just brought out the best in me i felt like i've, I've awakened or something well how did it feel getting it off your chest oh oh man it felt great especially when you when you talk it over with someone, especially mm -hmm. you know you don't have to like, yeah. uh, you know keep it all bottled up to yourself, because mm -hmm. if you keep doing that, you're just continuing to overanalyze things. And I I rather talk to an outlet, you know, like maybe my my girlfriend or or you know my best friend of 25 years, the one that you heard there on the podcast, or even a family member. I haven't spoken to my family in a while. I mean, you know, it helps to talk it out. It's just because when you keep it to yourself like you said you build it up in your mind mm -hmm. and you just it just makes it worse and worse because you know in our mind we're kind of living our own movie we're the main star and then you know we anything that's we we think about ourselves becomes grander so so whether it's happiness or whether it's problems we build it up so much so when you're able to talk to somebody who's objectively looking at it they're able to say hey it's really not that big of a deal yeah or you know hey or just just telling somebody in general even if they don't give you any, any advice will help a great deal just don't keep it to yourself or like what uh i guess we talked about before writing about it or mm -hmm. like writing a story or a poem or a song mm -hmm. you know things like that just to get it out there or you know just to or even your personal like a journal have a journal uh -huh. it could be poems or you know just your own thoughts and if you want to like make that like your little closet and then close it uh -huh. and then you know put that away and then not think about it ever again or if you okay. just want if you need someone to talk to talk to like a family member someone you trust yeah you know, that's a good about point it really really helps it does just yeah just some way to healthily release it yeah, you're right. It doesn't always have to be telling everybody your problems, but it's just right. yeah. Only you find some way to only people it. you really know so well. Mm -hmm. You know, not releasing it out there to the world like we are right now, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, people are there. You know, they're your friends for a reason. You know, they're yeah. there to help you. You know, mm -hmm. so Definitely. that's that. Yeah, they're there for you for support for you to lean on. So mm -hmm. take advantage of it. Take advantage of all of your friends. Not yeah. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're there for. Yeah, don't, don't take it the other way, folks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it feels good, you know, to get some a little bit of some exercise, some fresh air, and then to, to talk with someone about it. And of course, Christine said, you know, writing a journal. As for me, I went all out. I went to, to write my, my, my book. I, I put in three more chapters. I mean, I was on fire. I went there, relentless there on that. And I, I guess I, I live vicariously through the characters and each one of them have, you know, a certain weakness or a certain strength and it's good to somehow relate with them. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I can put a part of myself almost on each one of these characters that I made. Yeah, there, I mean, there's so many outlets, like you said, writing, mm-hmm. writing a journal, writing a song, writing a novel, exercising, you know, mm-hmm. the thing to do is not to mask it, because a lot of people will do that with like alcohol or eating, and that's just masks the symptoms. It doesn't release what's, you know, what's troubling you. Mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but yeah, those are all healthy ways to do it. You know, I, I think about, you know, exercising all the time. I mean, I don't do it, but you know, good. Start today. That's well, there's different <laughs> types of exercising, like physical exercise and mental exercise. That's so true. <laughs> there's, there's also that. That's also part of mental health. Like you don't have to physically do everything, mm-hmm. but you just have to like, you know, put your mind in check. Yeah. And that's how it is, like, especially now because with mental health awareness comes suicidal, you know, awareness because it all ties in. It's all one thing. Like, you know, for um, the military, you know, there are mm-hmm. a lot of military deaths because people are committing suicide because nobody wants to hear what they went through. But that's what that's how I am every day at work because I work at the Navy Exchange. You know, mm-hmm. if you just sit and listen to someone's story, that is everything. So when like a boss or, you know, a higher up sees me and they see the other person pouring their heart out and they know what I'm doing and they know what I'm doing is okay because I'm actually helping that customer and which would make them want to come back and shop some more and be like, oh, she's pleasant. I'm going to talk to her, you know, Um, just being there, making making yourself available for somebody because that's all anybody ever needs just someone to talk to someone to tell their story to someone to tell their problems to and you know you don't have to pay like a hand or a leg or arm and a leg for that it's Mm -hmm. generally being a good person and just listening you know it just takes an ear and that's i wish i had that uh because I was in my own world when I was going through all my mental illnesses and stuff like that. And I didn't think anybody would understand me, but um, my mom worked in a hospital and she was referred to a psychiatrist who who saw me, you know, once daily, first daily, then weekly, led to months. Then little by little, I was taking off my medication. And then finally I was off all of my medication because he, talking to him helped me to you know relieve myself of those problems that i was having um and just talking it out it really helps when when you have someone to talk to true yeah i mean and it's and not everybody has you know even the comfort or the luxury of having somebody to talk to you know mm-hmm. so that's why it's important that we support like you know these you know mental health and suicide prevention you know hotlines because you know, it may not be somebody you know, but sometimes they just need anybody to listen to. Anybody them, so. to listen to. Mm-hmm. There are pet like a ESA emotional support pet, the one that next you. Because when nobody mm-hmm. was here, he knows, you know. And it's like they know. They just know. Mm-hmm. They have like this intuition. Pets. True. They know what's wrong with you, and they know how True. to make you feel better. Like they'll behave themselves, or they'll cuddle up to you, or they'll rest their chin on you, or you know anything, anything like that. Just releases the endorphins or you know the serotonin or you know whatever the feel good uh vibes chemicals and it just you know it just lightens everything up and you're okay you're okay already no that's gonna be the word now endorphin i'm gonna have to look that up again (laughs) (laughs) endorphin get some ice cream afterwards that's also an endorphin because it makes (laughs) you feel good right it's an endorphin yep yep now I want ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Contagious. Oh man, we're gonna have to do this one time. We're gonna have to all simultaneously bring chocolate ice cream. There you go. Anytime. I have anytime Neapolitan. I mean, we can just we can just like make this episode on on Facebook Live, and people will just be looking at us just eating ice cream because Dan, yeah, because, because Dan encouraged it. <laughs> and then everybody is gonna be eating ice cream at the same time, and the world peace. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna go viral. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when do we start? <laughs> start today. <laughs> Some ube ice cream. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you you had ube ice cream, ice cream Dan? Mm. I had it before, yeah. Haven't had it in a long time, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I tasted it only just one scoop, but I mean one little spoonful, but that was about it. You have it with the macapuno, the coconut? Oh, mm-hmm. You have it with the coconut pieces or yes. just ube? Yes. No, just with, with the coconut, coconut pieces. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that went from mental health to purple yams. <laughs> wow, and in just like less than thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Yeah. I think you're you're probably like the the most wisest of all of us, Dan, right? I know you, you probably don't face too much of this mental health thing, right? I, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have my own issues or uh-huh. have gone through them. But one thing that helped me, and it's, you know, I'm to, you know, people are different. Some people have, you know, there's different degrees mm-hmm. of what they're going through. And some people will really need professional help. You know, they can't just do it themselves. But, you yeah. know, I luckily I've been blessed to not have any, any issues that that severe. One, one thing that did help me is understanding that um i can't please and support everybody and that's kind of what a lot of people get stressed about because they're trying to be the rock for everybody else you know and they don't check themselves and make sure that they're happy so um i try as much as i can but Mm -hmm. you know to be a good friend to be support for people but you know it's my my own mental health and my own wellness and my own family's well-being that comes first so that's that that that, that makes a, a that's a big part of it the other thing i learned is not trying to please people mm-hmm. everybody um stresses out because they care about what other people think you know and you hear about it all the time now especially with kids you know they're they're worried about their peers about their classmates like you know what do they think if, you know i don't have the right shoes Fitting in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you if you're able to let go of that and not and just kind of live your life for yourself, then it, it helps. So it starts with you. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm only in control of me. I can't control what other people do, what other people think about me. So I mean I really don't care. Now. Nor should you <laughs> so. care, right. Nor should yeah. you care. So. See that—that's what—that's what I need to work on. I'm—I'm I'm just too attached to people, and then I start, you know, not taking care of myself. That's—that's that's my biggest weakness. Got too much Never of a big forget heart. about yourself. Yeah. 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 But it, you know, it helps people in a way because whether I'm at work or whatever with my friends, it's like people open up to me because I'm not always talking about myself or my problems, and mm-hmm. I know that's what a lot of people need. So people don't know it, but you know, even the people who are close to me at work, they they don't realize they don't know anything about me because I don't really need to talk about myself. You know, I will, if there's an issue, I'll turn, you know, that's what my wife is for. You know, my wife is my soulmate. It's my first person I'm going to turn to. Uh-huh. But, um, but like I said, at work, people realize, oh, he's not talking about himself. He's not always worrying about what people think about him. So I have a problem and let me turn to him. And if it helps them, that's fine. Yeah, I'm like that too. I'm I'm very passive at work. I don't really say much. I just you know go do the job. Once I clock in and clock out, that's it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm done. I made money. I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm blessed. <laughs> but I, I think when once you when you become like, I think people sense that when they see that you're not about you know, uh, they they sense that when somebody's open and receptive to hearing them because. Mm-hmm. So many people have just opened up to me about deep issues. You know, I don't even ask them, you know, they just, you know, and um, I'm just willing to listen. You know, I don't always give them advice because I don't I don't know anything about their situation. But, you know, they know that I can I'm here to listen if they need it. So. Cool. Cool. you Dan. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Do that>. cool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh man! I think it's Uncle Dan now, isn't it? Uncle Dan, oh. <laughs> Tito Dan, <laughs> Tito Dan. <laughs> yeah, I think to 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 us though, you're you're just a kuya because you're like a big brother to us. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. Maybe let me tell you something. Maybe her uh, her kids would call you uncle. Yeah, my maybe. Kids. <laughs> let me tell you when I went to the Philippines in two thousand. Last time I went was two thousand sixteen. Uh huh. I met my. It was my cousin's uh, son and his wife. 
and I think it was the first time I was meeting his wife. She blessed me. She took my hand. Oh. She blessed me. Like, am I that old? Am I Lolo Dan? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, Why are you That's, blessing me? I know. I mean, and she was, I don't know, 30? Whoa. Wow. Yes, it's not like no no yeah sorry I, I meant to preface it she wasn't like four she was like 30. oh if it was four i understand but 30. yeah, yeah. oh yeah, man she was like 30. <laughs> oh man okay for those of you who aren't filipino um blessing <laughs> is the monopole is when you take your elder's hand and put it to your your forehead as a sign of respect for your older older relatives <laughs> I there you go. Say older, older, older. <laughs> there you go, folks. Filipino 101. There you <laughs> go. That's the first one of the first things. First of many. <sighs> okay. Man, you need uh, you need some water, Dan? Because I'm going to be drinking water just like Christina's right now. She's no, no, no. Got my Cheers. <laughs> the drink got 128 ounces a day. I like this water. Oh, it feels good. She's got the fancy flavored water. <laughs> it's just water. Oh, yes, yeah, the circle. Circle. <laughs> TikTok water. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok water, yeah. TikTok water. Okay. By the way, Christine, since we're since we're all like in different places now, doesn't it feel a little, you know, doesn't it feel different mentally in some ways? Like you're, you know, since you're, we're all living in different areas now. I mean, to me, yeah, in a way it is. I mean, because of what's, what, what went on in my life in Virginia, I'm just accustomed to everybody. Everyone knows me <laughs> and I know them, but over here it's like, it's, you, I'm pretty much work a whole lot. I don't really have that much friends. Maybe there's, there's a few here and there that you see on my Facebook timeline, but uh, other than that, that's it. I don't really spend too much time doing leisure activities. Well, yesterday was a little bit different. Uh, I haven't been to the park in like the longest time, like while walking around, getting the peace of mind that I needed, needing needing that break. But uh, yeah, does change of scenery make a difference uh, mentally speaking? I I think I think I think it does. Um, for one, my parents aren't here, and there are a lot of people that I left behind so I don't I it's a kind of a, a, a good thing and a, and a bad thing and more of like an experience uh -huh. because here you know like I said I'm going through a divorce so like you have that person to, to, to run to and talk to I had that person so now I could say like I guess it's making me stronger um, because I'm having to do this all on my own and it's kind of sad too when you think about it but see i run to god he he's my go-to person uh like he knows what's going on he knows everything already i'm very prayerful. i'm very religious i'm very prayerful i'm catholic but you know it doesn't mean anything i just like to you know i like to sit down be alone with god tell him my problems and he shows me the way and um you know, I, I I have friends that I talk to over here too. And of course my friends back home in Virginia, which is another thing. There are people that I left in Virginia and people that I miss in Virginia. And there's a difference because the people that I left were, uh, you know, essentially the people that were also giving me a hard time. And when I'm here, you know, I'm on my own, I'm by myself, I'm fending for myself and I have a family of my own. Now. I have kids of my own and I'm helping them out. But it's always nice when I get a visit, uh, especially from my parents who help me. And, you know, in a way I'm kind of glad because I, I, I'm I, not, if they're stressing at home, I know I'm not the problem unless because they're missing me or something. Uh -huh. But, um, you know, it's like now I can live my life, but now that I'm living my life, like I don't have that other person I can, I can talk to. I. I'm basically just here with my kids and talking on the phone, like at now, um, talking to you guys. And, um, you know, it makes me feel like I'm somebody rather than nobody, you know, when, 
which also affects your mentality. When you feel like you're the cause or you're the problem, uh, really takes a toll on you. But then when you realize that actually, no, you're not, you're actually helping someone else out who's probably going through the same thing. Then you realize that your place on the earth is somebody, you know, you're somebody going through something to help somebody out. And you're being, you know, a role model or, you know, you're being, uh, you know, a counselor to somebody that can run to, they don't have the money to, to go to somebody. Really just like what we were talking about, just someone to talk to. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's, that's really what it is instead of, you know, spending money to talk to a counselor because of what I'm going through. Um, I just talk to my friends and we talk about it and it's divorce, you know, it's, no one wants to go through it unfortunately i am and the way that i'm going through with it is through prayer and you know i don't even talk about it much because it's personal you know i just go through prayer and you know maybe talk to nexi about it (laughs) so he's like like oh no so like he's been avoiding me (laughs) Right, he's been avoiding me because he knows. Like, I sit down with him on my lap and I talk to him, and he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm hungry." <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> but it it has. It, I could tell you right now, if this was me back then, I I'd feel so low. I'd feel so suicidal. I'd feel so helpless, and I'd probably need really professional help. But since I've been through that already, due to my car accident. I kind of know how to, you know, weigh things out and separate things and, you know, make myself whole again, I guess. <laughs> well, by the way, Christine, I'm one of your friends and I, and I, and I do miss you. <laughs> I'm just not in Virginia. I'm not just, I'm not in Virginia right now, but I, you know, I'm in Chicago, but I miss you. <laughs> yeah. I'm in you're, California. You're still, still connecting. Look, yep. you're yeah. still connecting this way. You know? <laughs> I miss you too, Dan. Yeah, and I miss okay. you from the last yeah. one. <laughs> I miss you more, John. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see the gang reunited back here since April. That's so awesome. Yeah. 2400 Block Podcast. This is Johnny Rubes. And once again, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you got Dan and you got Christine over there. You know, Christine uh, brought up a good point. You know, spirituality, that's a good, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a really good thing to turn to i mean of course not everybody mm-hmm. uh you know can embrace it and it's not for everybody but if it is something in your life you know there's different ways to celebrate spirituality too you can be you know some people say well i'm not really about religion well you don't have to be religious to be spiritual you know you can still have your your connection with god or you know and and not have to think about you know well i, I have to follow everything that a certain religion tells me to do you know it's, to me how you celebrate spirituality whether you do or don't is very personal but if it's a way to help you you know cope with stress and you know some some of your mental issues that you're having then then you know to me it can only help so yeah it's like praying like my spirituality i i do novenas which is like a book of prayers that you say Mm -hmm and um you know the rosary i pray the rosary or i do divine mercy with my boys every day because of this covid uh pandemic thing and it helps us you know it helps us look for a brighter future and some people don't divine mercy what is that you know you can look it up and it'll tell you you know things that you need to do to do it and um i know it's like a catholic thing but i know some people who aren't catholic who do it i mean it's not a sin uh but it's not a sin that there is no but if you if you go to it and you want to pray it go ahead and do it or simply just talking to god or just talking to a higher up you know whoever mm-hmm. I, i'm not gonna you know whoever you believe in you know t- just talking mm-hmm. i'm not sure how other religions or other faiths do that but it's basically just looking to your leader and talking basically mm-hmm. so. you know sometimes i do a, um sometimes i do a, a pep talk to myself 
as if I'm like some, I don't know, as if I was like the one from above talking to myself and yeah. talking about my weakness and, and just trying just to, to, to build more confidence in, in, into him, you know, me, <laughs> the me that's mm-hmm. weak. And just yesterday I, w- I was saying to myself, wow, it just, it just feels different, uh, you know, not having these friends around and, and um, there was these three friends that I know and they all passed away within a four year span. And uh, each one actually, uh, did their best to keep in touch with me right before they passed away and and i and i missed that a whole lot and that to me was like you know their gift to me and and after i mentioned their names a few hours later and there's like these butterflies i'm like that's that is so cool it's like it's just going all around me i kind of think of that symbolically like they're around their presence is around yeah yeah i believe that so it's good to it's good to talk myself in and in, in the third person like hey john you all right buddy Yo, man, sometimes I, I even think of myself like the Holy Spirit. Yo, John, this is the Holy Spirit, man. You better do the mm-hmm. right thing, man. You know, I'm just like, I do that all the time, like before work. Now people mm-hmm. at work know what I do. Now they think I'm crazy. There <laughs> is, at, at work, by the way, at work, uh, where I work, there is a mirror. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's like, do you have your mask on? <laughs> so it's like little <laughs> reminders that, you know, just do you look nice? They have sometimes they have different messages up there, like just so that you can look at yourself in the mirror uh-huh. and be like, I got this, you know. Uh-huh. Then you can go out there on the floor and sell, 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 help customers, you know, whatever. Um, just, you know, it's not nothing narcissistic or anything like that. It's looking at yourself and building confidence. There you go. Is what you want to do. Build confidence. Just look at yourself and be like, you got this. You can do it. You know, high five. (laughs) You know, you you got this. Do it. So that's our little mirror. And then you see the thing thing on the charts right there with these these acronyms that your work gives you, you know, right beside the work policy, the work pay and all that. You see all the stuff that they they give you, these values, Mm -hmm. these Mm -hmm. core beliefs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And OSHA standards. <laughs> <laughs> Mask standards. <laughs> oh my goodness, with this, yeah. Yeah, we, sure, you know, we're doing a good talk so far. Go ahead, Dan. I think mm-hmm. so. No, I was gonna say, you know, you know, that's a good thing that you brought up about confidence, because you know, confidence is it's kind of contagious within yourself. It's like once you kind of get that little bit of confidence, it just kind of grows and grows and it snowballs. And it's like, and before you know it, it's like you're doing things that you didn't think that you you could do. You know, yeah, I grew up being kind of introverted, um, you know, and just being afraid to express myself or being afraid to talk to certain people. And I don't, I don't have the problem now. You know, I, I had to work at it, but, um, but it, it shows. And like I said, and, and people see that, you know, and, you know, and it, and it's kind of infectious too. It's like, you know, if you're confident, then confident and you're happy and you're motivated, it kind of, you know, helps everybody, you know, puts them in that in that mood as well you know yeah contagious contagious contagious, contagious <laughs> the other word don't put a mask don't you put know a mask what that means <laughs> i know it's like it's like it's the wrong word to use right nowadays I'm oh so i'm so sorry uh, and i wasn't wearing a mask when i said it too. <laughs> I know, <it's> like, <laughs> Ugh. Don't have my job. <laughs> I wore my mask today. How about you, Dan? Yes, I did. Yeah, I mean it's, uh, you know, it, it, I actually had a uh, a friend in the Philippines who had uh, passed away unexpectedly probably last week, maybe about nine or ten days ago. Uh-huh. I think he was thirty six, and I mean he was relatively healthy, and it was just you know it was just such a sudden shock because you know he was. He, he was like life of the party and always, you know, a funny guy. I mean, honestly, you know, I, I hadn't even met him in real life. You know, I chatted with him, you know, a few times and we kind of knew, knew each other through a group setting, but everybody was just so shocked. And it's like, um, but um, so, yeah, I'm wearing my mask because, you know, who knows, you know, what's going to happen. Plus, I paid for the mask, so I'm going to wear it. And That's these good. variants, so, you got to look out for the variants too, because the variants make it easier to catch it. That's why a lot of people are, you know, getting sick again, because there was that whole, there was that whole oh, COVID and the people were dying. And then there was this, that line where everything was okay. And then all of a sudden these variants come and then more people are getting sick. And now it's like, yeah. 
you have to get vaccinated and that's what it is you know a lot of people don't want to because of who knows you know whatever it is that's bothering them that uh the way that they think or whatever it's oh like i heard like you know i was watching the news or i was looking online and like they have like a tracking device in the shot or in the vaccine so they can like track you wherever you're at i'm like really i'm like really people believe that i'm like oh my gosh so like but well you see this is where i had where i had the vaccine there's nothing there anymore and i'm well you know mm-hmm. i'm healthy if i have a cold then i'm like better within the next week um mm-hmm. but with these variants too if you if you were vaccinated either with moderna pfizer or you know i don't know if the other ones help too or you have to get like um that second shot or that third yeah, shot, the booster shot. Yeah. yeah the booster shot Ooh. um they haven't said anything to us yet but if you were vaccinated then and you get infected with the variant it won't harm you as much as if you weren't vaccinated so mm-hmm. these variants are like i said more contagious they're easier to catch and if you're not vaccinated the more harsh it is for you so you, the more you have to take care of yourself practice good hygiene and, and everything like that but you know for the majority for the majority everyone is vaccinated but there's still those one or two people who aren't and then it's just like you know what can you do to help them but to say you know get vaccinated and you know i don't know how it's going to be but there was a coworker i had that was just like and now and now like same with work now you can't work unless you are vaccinated so if you are in a job and now they're having these protests like oh no you know say no say no do this don't give in or don't give in you whatever blah blah whatever I'm like really I'm like really I'm like well people believe so much in that it's like pro choice you know like be abortions and stuff like that now it's like this vaccine you know so it's like really can you really think about that it's just like the flu you know you didn't have a problem when you had to take your child to get a flu shot because now they're required to take flu shots before they go to school you know and now they're acquiring covid shots before you go to school yeah. for those 12 and up for those who are safe yeah. enough plus that you're protecting those who are you know who are um not immune to it who can't get vaccinated so we're talking about your children or someone yeah. else's child if you're walking around unvaccinated and you have the disease on you you're potentially going to affect a child who cannot get vaccinated yet because it's not safe for them yet or they yeah. haven't found something that's safe for them yet to get vaccinated with. You have to think about these things and you have to realize what you're doing and what type of a monster or person you are, you know? Instead of, oh, I'm not doing it because I don't have to. People's rights. People's rights. God yeah. damn it, people's rights. And it's like people's rights. What about children's rights? Their right to live. They didn't ask for this. They didn't ask for this. Yet you're bringing that to them and you're putting them in harm's way. What about now? What about now? I mean, that's a that's a good point because like I said because the kids who were too young to get a vaccine so you know they can't be protected. I mean I'll admit you know when I was when it first came out you know I'm like okay well I know that you you can't say that it's 100% safe just because the testing wasn't there. You know be having you know going through college you know in the medical field I was like I know that you can't have the you know the terms of testing unless you actually had tested it for that amount of time you can't just say well theoretically it should be safe but I still got it because I said you know it's the right thing to do for, you know this is you know my personal belief because you're right I'm protecting other people and if there is if it's just the off chance you know because people are saying well you know you could still get it even though you had a vaccine well I'd rather have my odds be better than worse you know so you know so i got it and plus you know free crispy cream when you show your vaccination there you go free crispy but, <laughs> but you know but you know in 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 that that's really what helped but you know and and just even the flip side of that even the people who got vaccinated suddenly just went crazy because they said i had the vaccine so mask off i'm going to go to a concert now it's like you still have to be safe you know you yeah. still have to you, have to you know be that. be careful you know it's like it's like it's not an end all be all so and and this is why 
there's so many people that are, you know, on very extreme opposing sides of it because people are doing crazy stuff on both sides. And they're like, well, you know, you said this and that's not true. And then, you know, and then which may be true and maybe somebody exaggerated, but it's just, I don't know. It's just such a crazy time we're living in. It's like, I wish it would, you know, all just go away, but it's, you know, unfortunately it's not. It's like we have something we have to live with, you know, and uh, I mean, we have to this live is with, and we have to learn from, I think that's what it is. Um, yeah. That's why things are happening because nobody's learning anything. Maybe You're they're right. like two, one or two people that are like, oh, okay, yeah, let's get vaccinated. And then they learn that, you know, right now I have an uncle and an aunt in Alaska that are still sick with COVID. And, you know, I don't know what it is, but we're praying for them that mm -hmm. everything will be all right. Um, one of them has an underlying disease. So he's still, that's my uncle. He's still in the hospital. My auntie got released. So, you know, um, I don't know if like, if you have COVID, can you still get the vaccine or do you have to wait till you're free from COVID to get the vaccine? Yeah. I think I had knew somebody who had it and he had to wait until like a certain amount of days before he could get the vaccine, like 14 oh, days. Okay. okay. So um, then I guess they didn't or they didn't get a chance to get uh, vaccinated yet. Um, and now they have it. They have COVID and, you know, it's just and, the waiting know, game now. That's what it's it true. becomes. I, Sorry. I can understand the apprehension. Just you know, like I said, because sometimes people will be like, well, I've got this, you know, really serious asthma and, you know, what if it's, you know, they have, because it's, it's hard to say that it's perfect for everybody because everybody's different, you know, mm -hmm. people have different symptoms, but, and it's like, I, you know, like I said, I might as well increase my odds and, and get the vaccine anyway, you know, it's, and uh, it's just, uh, so, but of course, yeah, that that's the thing, you know, there are the people who are kind of apprehensive because they're scared of what the effects may be. But they kind of get lumped in with the people who are like, it's my choice. It's my choice. It's like, it's not the same people, you know? Yeah. So, Everybody's yeah. Different. yeah. Mm -hmm. so they, they do have their, but, you know, I, I just, educating people would help, you know? Because mm -hmm. my friend that did pass away, I think his and his family, three other people got it. And I don't think any of them were vaccinated. And one of them, like, uh, one of them, she's in the hospital. And the other two are like, you know, recuperating at home. It's like, so is this going to, you know, urge you to go ahead and you know influence you to actually get the vaccine now you know yeah. it's like because yeah because like i said my friend was he didn't have any as far as i know he didn't have any underlying conditions and like i said he was only 36 he wasn't like you know 65 with emphysema mm. you know mm. so and i think i don't even think he was in the hospital that long i mean i'm i don't know for sure but you know i think it was just all of a sudden you know when he passed away so I, I only urge people that think about it to get into vaccine for yourselves, not be, yeah. you know, not just because you may spread it to other people, but, you know, care about people. I don't want people to die. You know, that's all it is. Man, people are like affected mentally just because of the vaccine, no matter what side they're on. Wow. Everyone's just messed up in the head. I know. Yes. And I know there's yeah. that fear, you know, for some people and then there's the hostility, the anger and the anger. Yeah. And it doesn't help that, you know, that no, we no. have, like, you know, you see on social media, it's become, it hasn't become about fighting it. It's become about arguing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, people are, you know, our main goal should be just to stop it, not to say who's right or who's wrong. It's just like, let's figure out a way to stop it. And that's all I see on social media is people debating and fighting. They just want to be right. I was like... Mm. You know, that's all news is now. <laughs> it's not. It's not even. <laughs> it's not even factual reporting anymore. It's all about Riot. opinions for the next hour. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I remember back in the day when we were watching news in the eighties. Yeah, like, headline news had, or something. It was you had nothing but just the straight news and maybe yep. five minutes about the editorial piece. Right. That's it. Mm. You know. But now everything's the editorial piece. Yeah. Everyone's just so full of it. <laughs> you know. Mm. I just want to be happy. I just want to go back to the days when, you know, you could be happy. Everybody just, they didn't care about, you know, they, they played with each other, they played on the street. And no matter, you know, what color anybody was, they, you didn't care, you know, you didn't, you didn't pick on anybody because they didn't have the right shoes or whatever. You just played and, you know, you went home and you watched Wait the animal. the street lights to come on. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm sure a lot of kids enjoyed their chocolate ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> no, they went to the candy lady and they got the frozen uh, fruit fruit uh, popsicles. Push ups, the push ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. Well, I hope everyone's been feeling well, you know. I hope so. You know, like I said, I, 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 I just want peace for everybody. World peace. <laughs> you know, World I want us to get along. everybody. World I want us to get along. I went on social media. I went on Facebook to try to, you know, find old friends and find out what everybody's up to. And now it's just a plat- platforms for people to argue with each other. Yeah. So sad. I just want to see pictures of people, <laughs> how they look now, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Then and now. <laughs> Sometimes you say to yourself, man, oh man, oh my goodness, she was amazing back then. Now you're like, oh, I'm glad I wasn't part of that in the later years. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Sometimes people are like, yeah. I even went to a club and I, 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 I had a crush, just like any of these guys had a crush on particular someone back in middle school or elementary school. I mean, she was gorgeous. Fast forward and you're like in your 30s, you're in the club, you're like, oh my goodness, what, what happened? You know, I mean, she was, she was pretty. I mean, she was like really hot. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, you know, just, I'm just sorry to say that everyone, but sometimes yeah. it is a what? shock if you haven't seen someone in years and next I, thing you know, they I don't just, turn out to be. Oh, great. Now I don't want to see anybody. You're, you're right. I've, I've seen that happen all the time. Usually they're talking about me, but yeah, no, I, I'm just kidding. I was never hot. <laughs> Man, Dan had that slick back hair. I mean, he had this cool, he just combed his hair that way, and he was like the man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you 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 do remember Christine that that me and Dan were coworkers, right? Did did, did I told you we were coworkers yeah. that we we were bagging in the commissary? Yeah, that's how we started. The commissary. Wait. Back in bagging the in the commissary. Yeah, Nob. Yeah, we were in Nob. Yeah, oh, in Nob. Mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. a little creek. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> no. I'm like, wait, no, you were a, a bagger. Creek. Yeah, I, I a knew bagger. a lot of baggers in Little Creek. I don't remember you. <laughs> no, yeah, we were all at the NOB. Yeah, we were uh, all at the NOB. Okay. Oh, cool. so then we're rivals then. Yeah, right? we had a we NOB... had a movie we had a movie theater where we were. Mm-hmm. We did you know, too. Right we had we had main Little, <laughs> Little Creek too too, but theirs was very small. But you see, it was a walk away. It was just a walk away to the movie theater, which away, right yeah. right across the street from the exchange. Oh, well, ours was like. In Little Creek, it's like make a left turn and a right turn, and then go straight. And it was right there. It's across the street from the gym, so you can eat up and then you can go work out. Check it out. <laughs> there. Yeah. I gotta represent LC. There you go. I won't take that away from you. That's where the that's where the Navy SEALs train. So. Oh yeah. yeah? Really? So. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Little Creek. Little oh, yeah, that's right. That's how I met my. A strange husband because <laughs> he was a navy seal and Man. i guess yeah <laughs> no he kicked ass i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i mean he kicked some serious ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> dead dead there you go so yeah yeah thank you for a service but he doesn't deserve you <laughs> oh he said that. i didn't say <laughs> That really boosts my emotions. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how Help, you know just a simple out. conversation can make a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even a podcast makes a big difference too because it's yeah, everyone's it's listening. We could be helping somebody right now. If it helps one person. Yeah. Yep. It's so, a chain reaction. Yeah. So if anybody out there needs help or and just need someone to talk to, go out there and talk to them. To him or her, you know. We should put our emails up so they can like email. I will be uh, flooded. No, we should we should put the <laughs> national suicide prevention line up there. Yeah. yeah, maybe I will after I maybe edit this video. I'll try to do my best. Yeah, okay. or maybe maybe Dan could just pull in the screenshot here. He's so good at screenshots. We could edit. You guys get it. Well, I'll put it in the chat. So for I'll those listening in the audio podcast, you won't be able to see anything. But for those that are watching us on Facebook Live right now, maybe Dan will. <laughs> We'll pull up a visual here. Not an old video of us in the commissary. No, no, no. no. Um. <laughs> here, I'll just read up. I'll read out the number. It's easier. The National Suicide Prevention yeah. Hotline is 800-273-8255. Cool. 
Wait, I just sent it to. I'm supposed to send it to everybody. Why didn't I? You just sent send it, it to me. I just sent it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's like, it's like, what kind of messages am I sending? Great. I what is that? <laughs> How do I send it to? Oh, here it is. Everyone. Sorry. Stupid. Wait, someone in the chat. Wait, that was it. Oh, there it is. 800-273-8255. There it is. You heard everyone. 1-800-273-8255. The National uh, Suicide Prevention Hotline. There you go. I love that. <laughs> your voice is just like the announcer voice. Oh, my God. They don't need, yeah, they could just listen to your voice all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening to this latest podcast episode about mental health awareness. Once again, thank you very much to Christine and Dan. And we hope to have them again in the next episodes to come. So everyone listening, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and be well. Peace. Thanks for listening to 2400 Block, a Johnny Rubes and Company podcast. Feel free to follow and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other audio streaming platforms wherever podcasts are heard.